Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. We couldn't come to Galway and not have a visit from... Now, yesterday, Pamela Joyce declared herself the Queen of Galway, but I think there's going to be a challenge here put up to her by the one and only Granny Shoig. How are you, Granny? Welcome to my kingdom. I was actually just writing something on my Instagram stories there, and I wanted to write it in Irish. Go on. Uh, so I'll, I'll see what you think. Was this sentence correct, right? Yeah. I said, We had a lovely stay. It's, it's Stay a, wasn't the right option. No. I knew I was I was hemming and hawing over fun. I knew it couldn't be time. Like you wouldn't yeah. say you had a great time. Oh yeah, yeah. What would you say? I would say, um, well, what you could say, yeah, yeah, which would cover a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. You know, the interquartengal, <laughs> See, Granny speaks Irish in a way that Dermot and I look at her and go, I don't know what mm-hmm. to say. You know, this is what it's meant to sound <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. that kind of uh, D4 Irish that we get a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, they're having an amazing time. <laughs> August and the lads are just she down. Eat the look. Yeah, I know. In fairness, that is probably going to be the saviour of the language. All those people who are speaking Irish who didn't grow up with it like I did, mm. the Gaelic proliferation, that's probably going to be the saving of the language. And yeah, you're right. I, I love them. Yeah. I would just love to get them and, and just get a bit of blast into the, <laughs> the accent. Yeah. I love you guys. Uh, well, look, obviously you're back here now full time. Um, uh, you came back right in the middle of COVID. That right in the middle of level five. I snuck into the country. Oh, it was woman. literally, I came back on a repatriation flight, which was a very interesting experience some from Sivifrika. And then we literally had to batten down the hatches in our house. And then our oh. dogs arrived a few months later. Mm. It was, it was a, like moving transcontinentally at the best of times is a challenge yeah. moving during a global pandemic <laughs> yeah what was the what was the level 5 like we do we know what it was like here what was that like in south africa um it was here but take away your 2 kilometer walk oh yeah take away wine take away cigarettes and add the military on the streets enforcing you staying in the house right it was another level of level 5 it was level 5 to the max. Plus. Not 11. That, not that smoking is good for you, but yeah. uh, how is it going to affect people in the pandemic? Uh, you see, the, the feeling was over there that people do share cigarettes oh. and they gather to group in groups and they drink and they smoke mm. and by sharing a cigarette you were transmitting the, the virus as they pronounce it over there. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't want you um, spreading the virus. So you were coming back to like practically a, a level one here by comparison. Oh, by comparison, <laughs> like I could go to the prom and walk because yeah. it was within my two kilometres and I could walk the dog anytime I wanted. And Actually, we had golf outings and everything. You know? <laughs> <We're solving laughs> yeah. Back in Clifton was the place to be. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and since you came back then, like, what have you filled your time with? Because obviously there was the diamond business in yeah. uh, Grace Diamonds yeah. which was based in South Africa. Yes. Although you were obviously operating globally. Yes. So w- did that change anything there from that business point of view? It, 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 it was a strange one because with Grace Diamonds, a lot of our business is engagement rings. Mm. And once lockdown came, the engagements stopped for a good reason. People couldn't celebrate. They couldn't yeah. have a party. They couldn't share it with their friends and family. Mm. And I turned to Leon and I went, oh, lads. <laughs> We are absolutely now screwed. <laughs> but actually, what happened then was, after a while, the birthdays kept coming, the anniversaries, the roundy birthdays in particular, mm. the babies kept yeah, coming, yeah. and people couldn't go out with their friends, couldn't go away for weekends, couldn't go off to Spain for the week with their family, and they 
they celebrated with jewellery instead. So actually, we were incredibly busy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right? it was great. And in terms really of every time you turn on the news, you hear of recession and mm. crisis and this and that. Does yeah. that affect the diamond buying community? Absolutely. I think people are turning over every penny more and more. But we work with your budget, so we want to give you the best value we can. And people are being, like, people are, which I love, they're coming away from the whole diamond thing. They're going into gemstones with diamonds around. They're being far more expressive of their personality, which I love, because we custom make everything. Yeah. So every ring we make is different. So if you want to make something a bit, a bit different, we're like, yes. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it, and we'll love doing it. Epic. And obviously, we know you from all your television work. There's mm. television work happening since yes. you're here. What, what TV show have you made, and what are we waiting to see? Uh, I've got a documentary coming out on TG Cahead on Tuesday at half past nine called Menopause, no, no, Menopause, a new sort of perspective. Okay. And it's about how women in this country have been suffering for a long time in silence, afraid to talk about it, not really supported. And I spoke to a lot of, he- I'm not a healthcare professional, mm. but we spoke to half a dozen of them for this documentary. And then I spoke to a lot of women all over this country. And the message I got was the same, that they were embarrassed to talk about it, that it affected their relationships, that... Um, it was hard, really, really hard, and that's going back generations. So what we want to do is take the stigma away from it. It's something that half the population go through. Like, you, we all, everybody in this room went through puberty. Yep. We all remember it. It wasn't easy. Yeah. I hate I've you. I've got a teenager going <laughs> right now, Dad. Exactly. Oh, see. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in my room. Don't come in. <laughs> we all went through it. Yeah. We all have a compassion for it. We all have a kind of a... Almost like a, uh, we have a, there's a comic idea to it as well, but that doesn't exist for half the population who go through something on the other side, mm. which is menopause. And that's all it is. But because of the fact that youth and being young and being able to bring children into the world is so prized in Western culture, and because in, I, in Ireland we've been historically so embarrassed about anything to do with sex yeah. or mm. bodily functions, I can't even believe I'm saying this on there the radio. <laughs> See? But we have to change the culture. Yeah, but it's, 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 sorry, David, it's never been really discussed, though. Certainly, I'm, you know, from a male perspective, and mm. you think back of doing biology and stuff in school. Oh, yeah. Menopause is just not a word that ever came up. Absolutely. So it's very hard to have empathy or understanding for a subject that, that you've never I been exposed to. I agree completely. And that is why I met the Minister for Health during the making of the programme. And I've called for a national information campaign mm. so that not only women can be informed, but the men who live with the, those women, all the significant others, mm. their kids, because... Women don't even... Like, everybody thinks of a hot flush or a woman being a bit irritable. Yeah. That's it. But there are about 40 to 50 different symptoms that can go with menopause that are completely disparate and people don't join, including women, don't, don't join the dots for a long time and they don't get help as a result. So... I want information for everybody. I want to go through every letterbox in the country and be in every GP room in the country. And do you because we getting, have pamphlets for everything else. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we're getting a bit better, though? Because, I mean, I, I have heard recently ads on the radio mm. about it. Uh, I have heard people talking openly about it, like yourself, like you're going to do in your documentary. Yeah. Uh, I've heard, um, even within our own company, our, our big, big company that owns us, whatever, there have been, uh, you know, emails sent out about there are menopause days and things like that. So, yes. it, I don't know, it just seems that there's a little bit more of a conversation and this documentary seems mm. well-timed from that point of view mm. that the conversation is beginning. Yes. Although we should have been having it for Correct. You know, hundreds of years, but it is beginning now. I, I agree. I, I, everything that you've said is a tick yes mm. from me. Everything that's happening is a start. And it, there are other people, like, oh, I'm sick of hearing about the menopause now, but that's because...
because there's been nothing for so long. You almost have to throw so much at it mm. and then it comes back to being normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. That, and that's what we're at at the moment, trying to change the culture around so it. So Tuesday, TG Cahar. Half nine. Half nine. Yeah. And it's it's bilingual and it's completely subtitled. <laughs> so anybody who has the other Irish, <laughs> totally understands. Um, are you going to catch any comedy over the weekend while you're here uh, Actually, funnily enough, I know Deirdre O'Kane is on the lineup, is, and yeah. I and I went to see Deirdre's show because she deals with menopause during her show. So yeah. I'm hoping to catch that again. She is. I love that woman. She's yeah, absolutely force of nature. She, woman. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and um, other than that, I, I'm sticking a pin in the was like pin the tail on the donkey because I think everybody's amazing. It's an embarrassment. But it's not riches. the great thing about the, the Galway Comedy Festival in particular is that it happens so like obviously people buy their tickets for all the shows, but it also kind of happens organically. You're walking past somewhere, yeah. You hear something, you go, yeah. oh, they're having a great time. You open the door and go, can I get in here? Like, uh, pay your That's money. That's totally Galway, isn't yeah, it? Totally. It's so relaxed. They they mm. manage to do something and leave the fun in it. Sometimes when things are <laughs> over organised, you kind of boil the crack out of it. Yeah. But in yeah. Galway, it's like, oh, sure, we'll go in here. We'll see what we'll see. And yeah. and I love that about Galway. One thing I have noticed about Galway though is at traffic lights mm-hmm. when they go green, nobody moves. Yeah, I've noticed that since I came back as well. It's because we're all chanting. (laughs) You'd love it down here. (laughs) Oming, oming, oming. Yeah, exactly. But actually, you must have got a lovely perspective living abroad in Mm. South Africa for as long as you did. And when when you come back, you can't leave a place and come back and not have some appreciation or some new perspective on on life in your old place that you grew up in. What have you noticed? Um, I've noticed how absolutely beautiful Galway is, you know, between Galway Bay and just look at the building we're sitting in right Mm. now, the Mm. history that's around us. And Galway has managed to preserve so much of that. The language that you hear everywhere now, which you didn't hear a few years ago, as in Gaelge, you know, the young people are speaking it, they'll speak to you in restaurants, I, I'm loving that pride in our culture, the music. It's just all around you here. It's a very artsy town, and I, mm. I really, really love that. If you want to be creative, she just moved the whole thing down here. Like, well, there's stay text, here. Text in saying that if um, if Pamela Joyce and Granny Sugar were both in Leinster House, we'd be in a much better place for Manon and Heron. I agree. Um, Granny is the Irish teacher we all needed. We'd all be fluent. Uh, lads, great to have Granny back in Galway full time. Had many a sing song with her dad, Martine, on Lally's bus going to Crow Park back in the day. <laughs> On Galway. <laughs> and someone else says, I talk about the menopause, menopause all the time. Love me, love my menopause, or I'll punch the head off you. Yes. Right now I'm sweating like a pig, despite just having a shower. Well, <laughs> there are some of the symptoms that we all need to talk about. Well, whoever you are, you are really running the gamut, and I love your strength, and we need more people like you to talk uh, about Ronnie, it. Ronnie, we could talk to you all day, but we have to let you go. Thank you so much for coming in. Best look at the documentary, t- uh, Tuesday half nine on TG Car. Make sure you tune in and watch it. Thanks a million. Gurmila. Slon. Slon. Dermot and Dave. We- Weekdays from 9am. Today.